Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys here on an overreaction Monday. Week 2 Sunday <laughs> slate is in the books. we got two more games coming up tonight, but we will be reacting to all the games we saw yesterday. Michael, how are we doing today, man? How's, how's the morning treat? We're good. We're yeah, good? the good morning's good. You know how Mondays are. They're busy. Oh, yeah. It's good. They're busy yeah. for everybody trying to go through the game books, understand the games, you know, catch up on a lot of stuff. But it's always good. It's it's always good to hear the reaction. I, I always enjoy hearing why teams win, why teams lose based on the media when the reality, when it's so far from the truth. But, you know, <laughs> I love that. You know, like Zach Wilson, he throws three interceptions in the fourth quarter. He's down, what, what was he down, 30 to 10 when he threw them? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if he would have thrown him in the first quarter, I think it's a story. But in the fourth quarter, he's trying to make a play. I'm not apologizing for him, but to me, I don't think you can go A to B on that. I think it's just he's trying to make a play, got behind. You know, actually, he was trying to make a play. Some guys that worry about their quarterback rate wouldn't even throw the ball. Mm. <laughs> you throwing a shot at the subtweet to somebody? <laughs> well, there's a few of them. I mean, I mean, I've been around some quarterbacks at the end of the half that didn't want to throw the ball down the field. Like, no, 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 no I don't want to do that. It's, it's like those guys in the NBA that. games no. that when they let yeah, the, when they let the buzzer that. sound and then they put up the shot afterwards. <laughs> I don't want to do that jump ball. I don't want to do yeah. That's right. The buzzer after the shot. You know. So give you know. I, I just think sometimes there's such a disconnect, you know, between what really is the reality of the game and what really happened in the game and what caused the game. I mean. If you're the, let's just stay on that topic for a second. And I know we want to go to another game, but look, if you're the Jets and your defense is on the field for 42 minutes because you can't get off the field for on third down, that's really not on Zach Wilson. Like, like somebody should be talking about the Jets' defense letting them mm-hmm. down, not Zach Wilson's not very good. Because yeah. we know Zach Wilson, they're going to have to carry Zach Wilson. But when the defense can't stop a run game or a pass, that's a problem. 
Yeah, it's a big problem. The Cowboys had 42 minutes in terms of time of possession. Uh, anytime you're giving up that many uh, snaps to the opposing offense, you're probably not going to win the game. As we saw yesterday, Cowboys going ahead and they cover the eight-point spread. They also go over the total 38 and have Dallas winning that game 30-10. to 10. But we'll get into all the games that we saw yesterday. Of course, we'll do it with the help of our guests that we have on the program. Coming up 30 minutes from now, our buddy Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. We'll talk to TG about the totals and the, the phenomenon that has been NFL totals week one. It was 12 and four to the under week two. So far it has been 12 and two to the over with two games pending later tonight. We'll ask TG about that a little bit later on in the program. Then at two 30 Eastern 1130 Pacific time, Mike Pritchard, VEASAN NFL analyst, former wide receiver played nearly a decade in the national football league. First round pick also a, national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. Maybe we'll squeeze in the Colorado question as well after their dramatic win Saturday night against Colorado State. But, Mike, let's talk some NFL here. The Giants, boy, from an in-game betting standpoint, you could have made a lot of money here backing the New York Giants when they were down at their worst. They come from behind. Did you? Did you? I did, did not. You, uh, I, I stayed away from that game. I just I, I was watching the Cowboys game, and I was like, I don't have a good feel for this Giants-Cardinals game, but I think the Giants might win, but I don't want to go ahead and put my money on it. And uh, the Cardinals, they made it close for the people that are in Survivor, second most bet team was the New York Giants in that one. So it was a close call, but they win it at the buzzer. They're 31-28. Yeah. I mean, look, did, did you get any sense that they weren't going to win that game? Yeah, not, not really. Especially when we I got mean, to in the, the second yeah. half. I, when it got 28-7, to seven, you're thinking, okay, maybe. But then once they got on that roll and Daniel Jones got hot and Arizona looked exhausted, uh, I kind of felt like, okay, th- this is probably uh, – th- this won't uh, – this is not going to be good for the Cardinals. That was just my guess. Mm. Yeah, and it wasn't good for the Cardinals. They go ahead and and they give up 17 points in the fourth quarter. We talk about this. It's a four-quarter game, and some of these teams that are bad, they're 50-minute kind of teams, and that's what we saw with the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. The Giants, they don't cover. The, the Cardinals did get the cover. They covered the five-point spread. Game flew over the total once again, like many did. Daniel Jones, who you brought up there, 26 of 37, 321, two touchdowns, one interception, but the, even the interception wasn't really his fault. It bounced off of Saquon Barkley's hands yeah, and Saquon. went the other way. Yeah. I mean, look, you, you know, that's the thing. You, you got to understand that, you know, uh, I, I hate that quarterbacks get blamed for sometimes the interceptions that are impossible to get to, right? Mm-hmm. That's not their fault. You know, and Saquon, one of the reasons, Saquon, you always worry about him in the passing game and why maybe he doesn't perhaps make his, you know, it's because he is limited at times in the passing game in terms of protection and catching. He made a good catch on the sideline later in the fourth quarter and he kind of made a guy miss, but you got to be better than that. You got to be able to handle that. And I think that was, a, that's an issue. So, but look, it's a great win for the giants. You didn't think it was going to be, but they did it. And, uh, you got to give him credit, right? Yeah. Speaking of Saquon Barkley, from an injury standpoint, our buddy Jordan Schultz, NFL insider over at The Score, said that the Giants believe Saquon suffered a sprained ankle. The team feels Barkley avoided a major injury. X-rays negative. MRI will be today. So we'll have to keep that in mind. Short That's week for the G-men. They have to go to the Bay Area to face the, the 49ers where they're well, right now. And there's no practice, right? So yeah, today they're off. Lot. And tomorrow's a walkthrough, Wednesday's a walkthrough, and they fly up there on Wednesday night. They played. I'd, I'd be shocked if he could go. That would be a miracle if he could. And then he gets 10 days to kind of rest it and go from there. Mm. Look, it's going to be – I know the Rams struggled. I mean, Stafford threw the ball 55 times against the 49ers last week. So they struggled to run the ball. Not that the Rams are very good up front. But, you know, you're going to go in that game. You're going to have to throw it to beat the Niners. And maybe it's, you know, Barkley not playing. Gives him a chance to get 10 days to get healthy. You know, that line open at nine and a half. Barkley news, 
you know, the way the Giants played against Arizona pushed that over 10. Yeah, also the way the Giants have played against the upper echelon of the NFL over the last couple of years. Maybe that's what we're looking at, a 10.5-point spread for Thursday night. How about the game in Cincinnati? This one was billed as not a must-win, but a gotta-have-it for the Bengals. You already went down 0-1, losing to the Cleveland Browns in a division game. You could not go down 0-2 with two division losses, but that's exactly what happened over there at Paycor Stadium. The Bengals lose to the Ravens 27-24. Lamar was terrific. Bengals... They were three-point favorites at close. There were some three-and-a-halves earlier in the week. They failed to cover that one. Ravens as the underdog winning the game outright. Since he feels like they're in a world of hurt, especially with Burrow's calf becoming an issue once again. Well, it's Burrow's calf, right? I mean, that's a problem. But the other problem is, is they can't get the ball to Chase. I mean, Chase has got 10 catches for 70 yards. If You did, you know you know this is a problem if you drafted him in, in, in your fantasy league. Mm-hmm. He's got no time. His longest pass play of the year – is 13 yards. I think he's tremendous, but what happens is now is, you know, people understand they're in the spread all the time. They don't they don't do really much different. They're always in a one back set. The right tackle's a liability in Jonah Williams. That's a problem. And Burrow, to me yesterday, Femi, looked like he struggled to throw before he said he had a bad cap. I didn't think he had a lot of zip on the ball. He threw an out over to Chase that kind of hung in the air a little bit that wasn't typical of a burrow throw mm-hmm. so i don't think this is just they're playing bad I, I i think this is kind of they're not i don't want to say they're not in sync they're not there yet and i think people have studied what they do offensively and then defensively you know they can't stop the run they've struggled they've given up five yards of carry and yesterday i thought lamar was the mvp form that he that he showed years ago that when he won the mvp he was running the football effectively calculating runs not just taking off running and then he was made some incredible throws in the middle of the field and gave gave their passing game a huge lift so you know look we said this early since he was going to struggle early because they do but also because they have a bunch of new players on defense especially at the safety position and you know they make the checks they do the calls and for the Ravens starting two offensive linemen backup offensive linemen that didn't go very well. And then yesterday, Nick Scott gets hurt. So now Jordan Battle's got to become a starter. And they're down a lot of players on that defense. And their defensive front couldn't control the game even against the backups. Yeah, it, it's a really problematic situation here for the Bengals. I was actually looking right now on the DraftKings app to see what the price would be, the make-miss of the playoffs for the Bengals. Because last year, they start the season 0-2. They end up going 13-3, and or I think it was 13-4, and one of the two, or sorry, 12-4 and uh, last year was their record. And they go all the way to the AFC title game. So they've come up from this 0-2 deficit in the past. However, this feels like a little bit different of a scenario, especially with Burrow's calf being a factor. And actually, over at the DraftKings Sportsbook, Michael, uh, the Bengals, make miss playoff prices off the board so i think we're all all waiting to see what the prognosis is of joe burrow who said yesterday that he kind of aggravated the calf injury he was seen limping off of the field the line for their game upcoming next monday against the Bengals that's been hit from six and a half down to three and a half so there's a lot of uncertainty here with cincinnati's best player and right now they, they feel like a team that's on the rope squarely especially with burrow's calf being an issue yeah and look and it goes beyond i mean burrow's calf Chase not being involved in the offense. It took Higgins, what, I think until the third quarter we had his first catch of the year and I had a touchdown too. But I, I don't I, I don't get a sense that they're as explosive. And people have a handle on this 11 personnel. Mm-hmm. It's all one back. You know, they really don't run the ball effectively. I mean, Mixon had like 15 carries. But still, 
you know, you, you're playing a team with a weakened secondary yeah. and not a great pass rush. I mean, Clowney, they sign off the street. He had a sack yesterday off of Williams. I mean, this is a problem for Cincy. Now, you know, if Burrow doesn't play, it's going to become even more of a problem. they got to get this thing turned around quickly because they're down to love in the north. It's, you know, in these tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. What did you make of Cincinnati? Zero plays under center. All their offensive plays out of shotgun. Do you think that was just to help with the calf thing, or is that just what they are? No, I think it's been that way all the time. I think he's kind of like he's morphed into this. I'm sure the calf had something to do with it because he's got to go back and plant. Mm -hmm. But I I thought he couldn't plant and drive the football. That I noticed on that. I thought he could not plant and drive the football. Yeah, so the Bengals now 0-2, and who knows what happens next Monday night. We're still waiting to get word from Zach Taylor on Joe Burrow, who once again aggravated the calf injury that made him miss all of training camp earlier last month. So the Bengals, not a good spot, but they've been in this spot before, and they've come out of it. We'll see what happens this season. All right, we'll get to Sunday Night Football and the strange ending in Foxborough on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line, hanging out with you guys here on an overreaction Monday in the NFL. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on a Monday, and we welcome in our audience on the DraftKings Network. Shout out to everybody over on Samsung TV Plus. If you want to get the viewing aspect of the Lombardi line, you can check it out on Samsung TV Plus or on the DraftKings Network at DKNetwork.com or DraftKingsNetwork.com. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. And Michael, we've been talking a lot of reacting to the week in the NFL for week number two. But what was your biggest takeaway from what we saw yesterday? I think home field advantage is way overrated. I mean, Detroit had a sellout crowd there. You know, as loud as you could make it. Didn't help at all. The Bengals coming off of a great year, welcoming Joe Burrow back. 
didn't really matter. I, I think to me, we make too much about travel, too much about playing o- o home field, you know, all those things because teams are so damn good at handling the snap count. They're so good at the silent count that I don't think it matters. I mean, it certainly didn't matter for the Giants in the second half. They, they, they scored 31 points and uh, never had it, never really had a problem. How about Denver? Denver's mm-hmm. lost two home games in a row. New England's lost two home games in a row. I, there's a lot of other things to talk about, but home field to me, as in the betting community, I think is a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah, teams have gotten so good with the travel stuff and like with where they stay, the routine, the sleep cycles and all that, like all the science that's been put into that to where, like you mentioned, home field advantage, because like the travel, I think, was bigger than the crowd noise. Teams have known how to deal with crowd noise for quite some time now, but like the travel schedules and all that, I think, has been the biggest issue. But everyone now has mastered it to where you can't be like the, the old school saying of, oh, three points for home field that those days are long gone. It's like half a point yeah, or maybe a point at the most. Now, when you look at Even home field. these stadiums that are supposed to be such an event, I mean, Sam Howell, rookie, goes back into mm-hmm. goes into Denver mile high, puts 35 on him. Yeah, I think he threw like seven incomplete passes. I mean, he was sensational. Got sacked four times, took a beat and who cares? I mean, that's pretty impressive for a rookie to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Denver point is the one that you hit right on the nail there because Denver, especially in September, that's usually the place where it's difficult to play. Your legs aren't quite under you because preseason, the guys don't play full quarters, and now you're at altitude. How do you deal with it? The Denver had been dominant in September, and now we've seen them lose two September home games at 0-2. Now they have to go down to South Beach, where I'm sure the humidity, the index is going to be 300%. And it's going to be absolutely out of control there from a weather standpoint, yeah. as it's always difficult in South Florida. Uh, that was your biggest takeaway. My biggest takeaway, Michael, from week number two, uh, it's over in the NFC. And this is not to throw shade at the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. But I think we might be on a collision course between Dallas and San Francisco in the NFC. I think that was my biggest takeaway from week number two. Both those teams look really good. They look like they're humming along. San Francisco, tough game yesterday against the Rams, but it's always a tough game. Division games can be difficult there. But uh, I think Dallas and San Francisco, and we're going to get that matchup in a few weeks here, Sunday Night Football. But I think that's going to be a hell of a game when we see it in Santa Clara in week number five. But this seems like a collision course in the NFC. Well, I mean, look, the Cowboys dominated the Frank Sinatra Open. You know, when you yeah. can beat New York, New York, about like back to back. I mean, that's pretty good. And they dominated this game, but they did it differently than you would have expected. Uh, Micah Parsons was sensational. There's no question. And Dwayne Brown had no chance to block him the entire day, nor did Lakeland Tomlinson or anybody on the team. But to me, uh, I think the untold story, which will not get written, is Mike McCarthy and his play mm. calling and his ability to kind of play from in front, handle the game, um, you know, have have an answer for this Jet defense that, you know, this time last week, we were talking about them in the same light of the Ravens of 2000, <laughs> of the of the Bears of 85, you know? And they put 30 on them, and they could have put more if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the one thing, you know, all the Zach, Zach Wilson conversation, three interceptions, what, what's not being talked about is how good the Cowboys' execution was running the football and throwing it, and Dak looks sensational. And C.D. Lamb did as well, and they moved the ball on a very good Jet defense. I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage the Jet defense because I think the Jets' defense is really good. But the Cowboys – they took they took it to them. You know, from a betting standpoint, 
the McCarthy Dak Cowboys and everybody obviously has what they're going to say about them because they haven't had the success in January and they've been bounced out of the playoffs by the 49ers in back-to-back years. But from a betting standpoint, the McCarthy Dak Cowboys have been a money-making machine. I think that they're one of the best teams against the spread when Dak has been healthy and McCarthy has been there since he arrived in 2020. Like they cover quite a bit and they've covered like easily in the first two games of this season here. So like I know everyone talks about the Cowboys are a public team, America's team and all that stuff. You want to fade the Cowboys. There's no value betting the Cowboys. Uh, it seems like there's no value betting against the Cowboys because if you've been doing that since Dak and McCarthy have been together, you're probably down quite a bit of money. Uh, so yeah. just just be careful with that one. But I mean, look at look how good look how good Dak played yesterday. Through seven incomplete passes out of 38. You know, they ran the ball 44 times. Not a great average, three yards a carry. You're not going to run the ball effectively against them. But, you know, they, they were able to. Pollard only averaged 2.9 two a carry, but they were great on third down. And they were able to – their execution was unbelievable. I mean, this team had 75 rushes and completions. 75 rushes and completions wow. against the New York Jets defense. Now, you say, well, the, you know, the Jets offense didn't do anything. True, they had 12 first downs in the game, and they only, they only had the ball for 17 minutes. But – the reason they only had the ball for 17 minutes is because the Cowboys were 9 of 18 on third down. Mm-hmm. It, it was a complimentary football is, is what popped up in my head when I was watching the play. I was like, hey, like this is not going to be the sexiest box score in terms of yardage and all that stuff, but it's complimentary football doing what's required to actually win the game. And, that, and that's Which is what we talked about when, they, when McCarthy said, I want to call the plays. Mm-hmm. And so far, we're off to a good start. Still early. Don't want to start counting chickens before they hatch. Still early. And they do got to get it done in January because that's how this team will be ultimately judged, especially from me as a fan. But uh, we're liking what we're seeing so far in the early going. Uh, we will have Mike Pritchard joining us here in about 30 minutes, our recent NFL analyst, uh, a former first-round pick, played nearly a decade in the NFL. He'll be joining us as we break down week number two slate. We'll get his thoughts as well on what's coming up later on tonight here. But, Michael, let's talk about tonight's games. Uh, we have a kind of a quasi-doubleheader here. It's a staggered uh, uh, affair later yeah. on this evening in the NFL, starting with the first game, the Panthers hosting the New Orleans Saints. And right now looking at the market here, we're seeing New Orleans, a three point road favorite, total 39 and a half. How do you see this one kind of playing out later on this evening in Charlotte? A lot of be- a lot of a lot of the sharps like Carolina today, the home team getting the points. Don't think New Orleans wowed anybody with their inability to get the ball into the end zone last week against Tennessee. But Look, I think New Orleans is good. We know Carolina is not going to have two of their starting offensive linemen, which will be a problem for them. I mean, let's be honest here. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be against a good Saint front, and you're going to have to block them. And something that the Saints, that the Panthers haven't been able to do, they're going to start their fourth round pick Chandler Zavala in there at right guard and Code Mays, who they drafted in the sixth round last year. So they got two hmm. young guards inside there against a very good front. This game's going to have to come down to. They've got to pressure Carr. They've got to put a lot of pressure on Carr. I don't think DJ Chark's going to play. I don't know. I think that's a game-time decision, but we have to see that. And they're going to have to put pressure on Carr, create short fields, because I do think Bryce Young, if he has a short field, they'll make enough plays to help them out. But they're going to have to. it's going to have to be a three-dimensional game, and they've got to play really good defensively. And they did. Last year, they played the Saints really well. They dominated the Saints in the game in, in Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. They dominated them. And then they went down there and played horribly, but still won 10-7. It was one of the ugliest games you're ever going to see of the year. But they were able to win it. 
Yeah, I think that was the ugliest game. Week 18. Go ahead and look that one up there. I don't think you're going to see that on any of the NFL classic reruns or anything like that. But uh, I have a bet in this game. I bet Carolina. It was one of my contest plays. I took the plus three with Carolina. And I also bet it as well. And I have a little bit on the money line for the Panthers as well. And this one is strictly what my handicap was in week number one when I bet the Tennessee Titans. It is strictly a fade of Dennis Allen. Like, like you're going to have to prove it to me that Dennis Allen can be a three point road favorite against a competent team. Now, maybe Carolina is the worst team in the league. I think that's still way too early to tell on that regard. So I'm going to go ahead and go back to the well and fade Dennis Allen on the road as a three point favorite. I mean, this is a guy who has a win percentage of 28 percent in the NFL. Now he's a three point road favorite. I'll play against that. That's my bet in the game. It's funny. You mentioned you played it in the contest. The, The circuit consensus, which was which was was uh, I think two and three last week, you know, uh, the consensus of all the people that make the picks this week, they're four and one. They took Tennessee, Atlanta, Kansas mm-hmm. city, the giants and Miami. They only lose the giants. Yeah. The Miami one killed me because I was on new England. That was when I thought I was going to make up a lot of ground on the, on the pack. And instead we lose ground on, on the pack and then in the contest, but that's how it goes. Sometimes still a lot of ball game left to be played. How about the game? That is the headliner for tonight though. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Mm. This is the first time Michael, and you'll remember this. The first time that Cleveland has been a favorite in Pittsburgh since 1989. When you were roaming the streets over there in Northeast yeah. Ohio, you remember yeah, that you one? You know why we were Week the favorite? One? You know why? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly why we were the favorite. We were the favorite because in opening day, we beat them 51 to nothing in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay? We beat them 51 to nothing. And then they came back and beat us week seven of the season. I think we were the favorite. We were the favorite being the home team, too. Mm-hmm. And they beat us. They came right into our stadium, 4 o'clock start, 4.05 start. Cleveland Stadium, at you know, right there, it's kind of late fall, early fall, you know, beautiful picturesque, and they whooped our butts. And so, yeah, I remember it well. Yeah. But week this will one, be hard for Cle- this will be hard for Cleveland. Yeah, no, this, this, this is an interesting betting market because it touched three, but the minute it got to three, people came in and bet Pittsburgh. I don't have a bet on this game. I missed out on all the threes there, but I, I respect the side they're looking at Pittsburgh as a home dog here, total 38 and a half. You think that the Steelers get this thing done? Well, I think the Steelers have to play better, and they have to a little bit like I talked about with Mac Jones on our pod about all these guys. Kenny Pickett's not built to throw it 40 times. That's just not who Kenny Pickett is. That's not what's going to help you win. It, it's the same thing with Dak Prescott. We, you know, we can mm-hmm. talk about you could pay these guys all you want to pay them, but at the end of the day, you have to tailor an offense that fits them. They need to run the football effectively on Jim Schwartz's defense, and they're going to have to play better up front than they did against San Francisco. You know, they're going to have to be able to run the football, have balance, use their play action. Deontay Johnson isn't going to play in the game, so that gives them. So Pickens is going to get a lot of the attention from the Cleveland secondary. And Cleveland's got guys in the back end that can cover Ward, Newsom. Those guys are good. Emerson. We'll give our final thoughts on this game to wrap up the show later on this hour. But coming up next, step into my office here on the Lombardi Line on DraftKings Network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. 
appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? You've got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business time. You and me had a private talk where step into my office. It's step into my office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Oh, it is that time of the week. Time to hear what you need to hear. And the first person going into the office is Zach Taylor, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, Zach, I, I think one of the things you've done a great job with is getting your team to play its best football at the end of the season. But I think it's probably time we turn that needle a little bit because of the competition in the AFC and losing two North games is setting us back. But more than just that, I think we got to rectify Burrow's calf, but we got to fix our offense. Like our offense is broken right now. And I don't know if Jonah Williams is good enough to be the right tackle. I think that's going to be a problem for you moving forward because everybody's going to put their best rusher on him. Everybody has taken Chase out of the game. He averages seven yards a catch in his 10 catches. So we're going to have to figure something out. Maybe we should change formations. Maybe we should substitute some personnel groups because it's easy to get comfortable in 11 personnel with Joe Burrow. But maybe we need to give him a helping hand to give him some other way to where we could make some plays without having to constantly drop back in 11 personnel and try to throw the ball over the lot. Because it doesn't seem like we want to throw, we want to give mixing the ball very much. So, I think to me, you got an extra day to prepare before you get ready for the Rams. And you know Raheem Morris, and you work for Sean McVay. I think this is more about the Bengals than it is about the Rams. I think it's about who are we and what do we need to do. Teams have spent a lot of time studying you, and yes, you've started out zero and two before, and you've come back. But this is a hard, hard place now. I mean, there's teams that you know because you're going to lose the tiebreaker and a lot of these, and the schedule doesn't get any easier. So I would focus this week really on the on you and fixing your offensive problems because we're going to have to move Chase around. We're going to have to do different things because if we if they take him out of the game, we have no explosiveness. We just don't. If they take Higgins away, take the deep ball out of Cincinnati, dare them to run the ball, how are we scoring points? I think you got to answer that. It's time to self-scout over there in Cincinnati. This next person heading into the office this is the one that is near and dear to my heart. Justin Fields, my man. It's time to step into Michael Lombardi's <laughs> office. Well, you know, Justin, I think you can't, like, blame the offensive coordinator for the play call on the interception when, in fact, you, the ball, left your hands. And he's only calling interceptions. He's only calling screens. I think he leads the league in screen calls because he's trying to give you completed passes that will gain yards and help you out. But when you have an opportunity to throw the ball in in cuts and you have an opportunity to lead the offense, you got to take advantage of it. And what you have to do and and stop listening to all this nonsense MVP talk is find a way to protect the football. You had two more fumbles yesterday. You know, you're not able to pull the pin on things when they're wide open. And you just have to find a way to get some kind of rhythm. And maybe it isn't that you, you're, it's the bad call. Maybe it's not the bad offense. Maybe it's just you have to work harder at your craft and you've got to recognize things quicker and move off and find that secondary receiver and then put an accurate throw on them because right now your accuracy is not good enough. It's below 60% and you have probably eaten the most easiest throws of anybody in the National Football You throw more screens, you throw more flats, you throw more flares because they're trying to give you completions and yet we're under 60%. So this is really, after 29 games and 26 starts, people have an idea who you are. Now it's on you. Either you make the changes necessary in your game, or this time next year you won't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's the harsh words that need to be said there. 
The next person also needs to hear some harsh words, and this is Brandon Staley, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, I think the first conversation we have to have, Brandon, is I know I've been wrong before, but I think a lot of this would help you if you've been wrong, if you admit you're wrong. Because going back to the Denver game, when you left Mike Williams on the field, you didn't think that was a problem. You don't think your team's having any problems winning close games. And yet, if you would examine your two-minute drill, which to me was, it's quietly no one talks about, if you would examine what you did in that two-minute drill, you never really gave your team a chance to win. Your usage of timeouts. Now, I know you take great pride in having the most incomprehensive analytical department in the history of football. You have guys up in the press box telling you when to call timeout, when to not. Maybe you want to evaluate the evaluator. Because where I was sitting on an airplane, I was calling timeout for you and you weren't listening. Now, I know I'm not in the league and you are, but I was calling timeout. And I promise you, had I been your analytical advisor, we would have had more than three plays after 51 seconds. I promise you that. And you know what we would also had? We probably wouldn't have had any timeouts left when we kicked the extra field goal for the tie. But we would at least have chances in the end zone to win the goddamn game. You didn't even give us a chance to win the game. (laughs) They didn't even give you a chance to win the game. So maybe you ought to think about who you're listening to. Maybe you ought to stop and think about they're wrong and you should watch more NFL games and understand what you're doing. Because just because you say, I listen to the analytical people, doesn't absolve you from criticism. It doesn't absolve you at all. You know, pro football focus will like you because they think you're the best coach in the league. But other than that, no one else will. So at some point, you're going to have to come to the realization that you couldn't possibly make mistakes. We all have made them, but you yet to learn from them. And you keep hiding behind the analytical card. I got nothing against analytics. I got a lot against losing games, and that's what you've been doing. First step to fixing a problem is admitting that a problem exists. Staley has still yet to do that in terms of Chargers closing out. I don't some think he'll call games. me back, Femi. <laughs> well, he gave him some advice. Hopefully he'll take it to heart. Let's continue. You don't want to the- hear advice. He, he's a genius with an eraser. Like I, you know, Armo <laughs> used to say to me all the time, hey, kid, I'm not second guessing. I'm first guessing. You know, I, I mean, like I, I was sitting there. I'm, I, I was watching this unfold before my very eyes. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. And I know, I know from, I listened to his interview when he had Peter King in there and he had the joystick in there with them when they were breaking down film together. It was a revolutionary. I mean, it was like, I thought Sid Gilman and Paul Brown were in the room. You know, it was like, oh my God. You know, it's like, okay, like I know he he talked about, we have an analytical community up in the press box that tells me, like, if that's what they're, if they're telling you what to do and you walked off that field with one extra timeout, and really didn't give yourself a chance to throw the ball in the end zone to win the game, to win the game. I promise you this, if you would have been on Tennessee's side with the three and they would have scored that touchdown, would have gone up by four. You, you Everybody who had Tennessee thought they were losing that game. Mm-hmm. Everybody did. You got a quarterback you just paid over $50 million to. You got two all-pro receivers, you know. Well, what else do you need? Well, you need a guy that knows what he's doing at the head coach spot. Let's continue with the coaching theme here. Sean Payton, head coach of the Denver Broncos. His first year in Denver has gone off to a rocky start. What does he need to hear? Well, I think one of the things I think all of every coach in the league, and you know this better than I do, Sean, is after two weeks, you kind of know who you're, what, what your strengths and weaknesses of your team are. And it looks to me like whatever that whole rhetoric about how good the, the Denver Broncos are on defense that the offense, that they were just a quarterback away from being a great team, that's a lie. That's a lie. Because your defense isn't very good. When you play two home games 
You didn't get the ball back with five minutes to go in the game against the against the Raiders. And you really couldn't stop the Commanders. They scored 21 points in the second half against it and took control of the game. I mean, the score is misleading. It's, you know, the it, the the uh, the Hail Mary pass made it makes it look like it was closer. It really wasn't. They had control of the game and you couldn't stop them. So I think you're going to have to find a way to do it. But your bigger issue is you, you got a big issue in the quarterback because everybody's going to say he had great numbers. But there's three or four plays he didn't make for you that if you're paying a guy $50 million a year, he's got to make it. If Joshua Dobbs doesn't make those plays, you're not mad. <laughs> you're not mad, right? Mm-hmm. If, if if Wilson makes them, you're angry because you're paying him $50 million to win the game. Yeah. You're paying him that. You know, if Justin Fields doesn't make it, you're saying, okay, we gave we gave a guy a chance, we're moving on. If Mac Jones doesn't make him, and both those guys don't don't make him either. I'm just saying. We move on. There's not an investment, but you got an investment in this guy. It's hard for you to say to move on, but at the end of the day, he's not helping you win. He's helping you accumulate stats, but you're not winning games. Now your defense takes responsibility, but he throws a completed pass to Judy. That game changes. You're probably going to go in at halftime 28 to 11, 28 14. Final Instead, person. You go into halftime 21 14. Final coach who needs to hear something is Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Last one? Yeah. Look, Kevin, I think, you know, the one thing you got to figure out is how to run the ball. Madison's got to play better for you, and you're going to have to keep your defense off the field, and you are going to have to find a way to balance the game out a little bit because with Cook, you had an easy out. He could run screens. He could do a lot of things. Madison isn't as good as Cook, and that's pretty clear. You're going to have to figure out how to get somebody involved in that passing game from the backfield. And maybe find that horseshoe that he uh, had running around with him <laughs> all of last season. <laughs> and those Derek Stevens won't even let him in that building. He, even if he wanted to go to Saginaw and buy a pastrami sandwich, he wouldn't be allowed in. 11-0 in one-score games. Now they're 0-2 in one-score games. You're still not getting in, Kevin. We still need to see you regress a little bit more. That is Step Into My Office here on the Lombardi Line. Mike Pritchard, VEASAN NFL analyst, joins us next here on the DraftKings Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.